0: Now, ladies and
1: gentlemen, while you are a captive audience, a display of tremendous tap-dancing talent with the added cultural component of... WDW Radio, your information station. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangiello, And this is show number 164 for the week of April 4th, 2010. It's time for another Top 10 list, as this week we once again count down the best of the best. And this week, it's about something that's an integral part of the ride experience itself as we explore the Top 10 Ride Vehicles in Walt Disney World. And while the Adventurers Club may be closed the legacy stories and cast of characters didn't die with it this week we'll look and see how the legacy is being preserved and how you can be a part of it i'll have some important announcements at the end of the show including details on another event coming very soon before playing more of your voicemails so sit back relax And enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. When we think about reasons why we're passionate about Walt Disney World. It could be anything from the intangible magic, the memories we create, the promise of joyous times with friends or family, or oftentimes just the simple pleasures of a trip aboard our favorite attractions. Because that's really where it started for us all, right? You know, going to Walt Disney World and enjoying some of the most amazing experiences unlike any place else in the world. So whether it was... A spooky ride through a haunted mansion, a voyage under the sea, a trip to the moon, or a ride through fairy tales from our childhood. We all know that no matter our ages, we still just love climbing aboard and riding our favorite rides in Walt Disney World. And that's what this week's Top 10 segment is all about. Not the attractions themselves, but the ride vehicles. From simple boats to cars to fanciful flying elephants Walt Disney World's attractions take us to places we can only dream about so we're going to look at just how they take us there with the top 10 ride vehicles in Walt Disney World and even though the height requirements prevent me from enjoying many of them and Tim Foster is definitely afraid of about 90% of the rides on our list together I think we can come up with a list of the 10 best ride vehicles in Walt Disney World. So I want to welcome back Tim. I'm scared of Tower of Terror beyond belief, Foster.
0: Yeah, Tower of Terror is not on my list.
1: I didn't think it would be. (laughs) I had a feeling (laughs) it wouldn't be because you have certainly no frame of reference.
0: No, I I think you knocked all of mine out in your introduction too.
1: (laughs) I said nothing. I did not give a specific ride vehicle. I just mentioned boats and cars and elephants and chances are... Yeah, that's, that, that's probably all that you can handle. So,
0: I, all right, listen. I want <laughs> well, to. Get, I'm, I'm scared of Dumbo too, so that's
1: not on my list. I, uh, I want to get two things out there right off the bat. Number but the one. the
0: rules that I didn't know about. Correct.
1: Well, no, I'm going to get to the rules. But first, I am not going to in, talk about or involve food in this list best that I can. And I did. promise you, Tim Foster and listeners, mm-hmm. that I shall not list Every single ride in Walt Disney World on my honorable mention list.
0: Just every one in the Magic Kingdom, right? Almost. And now here's okay. the rules.
1: Right. Here's the rules that I didn't tell you about, but the rules that I abided by nonetheless. Uh, okay. The first rule <laughs> is that all of Can't the attractions are <laughs> no, they have to be current. Um, oh, they come ha- on, they have to be current. Although, on my honorable mention, I'm going to throw. Just one or two extinct attractions on there. And I, and I,
0: wait, 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 hold on, hold on. You can't make your rule and then break your rule.
1: Well, no, no, there's, there's my list and then there's the honorable mention Ah. list. All right, go ahead. But I'm telling you, I'm not going to mention everything. I I promise. I literally have only five on my list. So hopefully you've chosen none. (laughs) And I'm also going to say that, and I hope this isn't ruining it for you because I had this on my list. I took it off. The monorail is not on my list because oh, although you know, I,
0: I did, I didn't put mine on because I was very sure you were going to put it on. It was going to be those. Stay with me here. Stay with me. here. It's, it's not a stay know. with me.
1: I think it deserves on the list because I, I, and I think many people consider it to be an attraction, <laughs> but I, I wanted it to be sort of in park, true ride vehicles for
0: Wait, quote unquote so attractions. Matt's El express bus doesn't count.
1: No, and I know that that's oh, pretty much the on. limit of the Tim Foster speed threshold, hold on.
0: right there. I'm script. All right, it's really- <laughs> All right, out. That one's out. There's two
1: L's in small for small world. Just so you know,
0: it's a no. There's three. There's one in the world. <laughs> okay.
1: So all right, let's see if I can really keep to my um, to my promises and to <clears> my, <throat> my rules and. Yeah. I'm gonna go first because I know you're gonna steal some of my shoot and
0: I (laughs) know. I know you're gonna do it.
1: (laughs) I have a feeling, um, I I have a feeling this is gonna be maybe on your list and maybe number one. Mm -hmm. But for oh so many reasons that I'll probably end up enumerating, the Doom Buggy has got to be on the list. We'll we'll do this one together. It's classic. It's it's a simple but brilliant Omnimover system and uh, although I call it simple it actually is one of the most complex details really of the entire Haunted Mansion ride it was developed you know decades ago really for Adventures Through Inner Space and Disneyland by Wed Bob Gurr you're going to hear his name mentioned at least five or six times on this list today Uh, he was the guy who pretty much designed it do you know the story about how he came up with the inspiration for the look of the Doom Buggy and sort of the OmniRover vehicles? No, Lou. Please share with me. This is so. This is Celebrations Magazine fodder right here. He, according to I'm him, <laughs> he was inspired by this this flattened candy apple that he had sitting on his desk. Get so, out! Uh, no, you get out. That's really listen. I don't make the news. I just report it. So okay. Uh, but I think that the brilliant thing about the Doom Buggies and the Omni Mover system is the fact that. Because it keeps guests not only at a specific distance from things, but because it turns and tilts, it directs the guest as to where they are supposed to look as opposed to, you know, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad where you can look around. It's, it's like a movie set, and they take you scene by scene and direct you where to look. They, they have, especially now after the refurbishment, they have the, uh, the great, you know, ambient audio right in the, uh, in the vehicle... Uh, so I think, I think, without question, doom buggy, first on the list.
0: I like uh, speaking of pointing pointing it and pointing you in the right direction, so you get the so it 's like a, th- a movie type of experience. My favorite is as you 're passing the clock and you turn, assuming it all times out right, you turn just as the shadow of the hand goes across it and you turn on that 's why I always tell people to look for that because I think that. How, they, how you time that out every time and how your doom buggy turns at just the right time. That's like a, the perfect example of how that works.
1: All right, so here's your on-the-spot question. Favorite scene uh, in the uh, Haunted
0: Mansion? 13, what?
1: Favorite scene in the Haunted Mansion?
0: Oh, boy. Well, we all know about our mutual affinity for Little Leo, so I'll leave that one out. Um, <laughs> didn't we have a show about this before? Probably, but
1: it was years ago. Nobody's going to remember
0: it. Uh, boy, I had a ballroom scene.
1: How can you go wrong with that? All right. All right. So that, um, so <laughs> the doom buggy I just knocked one off your list.
0: Well, I like, well, we're sharing this one cause that was on my list. Uh, you know, the, the other thing I like about the doom buggy is the name. That's the coolest name. That's my vote for the coolest attraction vehicle name in all of Walt Disney. World. I like, and that. I, I, don't I like know. Maybe it's, it started the tradition of some of them having names. Um, your honey pots and and uh, some other ones that are coming up on my list and um and uh the other thing i really like about the doom buggy is how it um how the shell totally encompasses you and, and when you get in you're you're like enveloped in this uh big black spooky mass but speaking of um being pointed in the right direction something i don't know if it's fun it kind of spoils the fun sometimes is if you Do try and look in the wrong direction sometimes, which is hard to do in the Doom Buggy because it surrounds you, but it's if you've ridden the haunted mansion oh well over a thousand times, it's fun to do that once in a while just to see the things you weren't really supposed to look at, like you know, the other side of the gravestones and stuff as you're going through the graveyard, but or your friends uh, in the vehicle. But but if you haven't done that, don't do it, you'll you'll ruin it. So just look straight ahead like you're supposed to.
1: Alright, so since we shared that one and I went first, what is what is number two (laughs) on your list?
0: Uh, well, I'm going to go, this is actually the first one on my list, was, it's not the not most glamorous ride vehicle. It,
1: it's, so it's already a go with me here?
0: No, it's not a go with me here, because I think, I, I hope you'll wholeheartedly agree with me. Um, but it has its charm in other areas of sight of it, looking cool or anything like that. And it's the TTA, and I will still call it the TTA no matter what. Um... Again, yeah, it's not the glitziest ride vehicle around, but very unique, obviously, in the way it works and the way it transports you around. Wait a second, around. wait a
1: second. You said, I'm going to call it the TTA no matter what anybody says. You know, it's currently called the TTA. Do you, do you really want to call it the Wedway People no, Mover? You
0: keep call it. <laughs> I talk about it like you're correcting me, and I'm still calling it the TTA or the Wedway or the People Mover or whatever you want to call it. It's a TTA to me. And I, I still... Like the old spiel. so I, uh, Did they change I, that yet?
1: Back to, to what Tim Foster likes? No, they haven't. Yeah,
0: back to what Tim Foster likes? No, they haven't.
1: It, it is. My letter
0: it, got ignored again?
1: It has. Uh, obviously, once, you know, we talked about this, once Space Mountain opened, they, they changed and they added the narration there. But um, yeah. it is not, you know, and, it's, and I think it's okay. But, but you're right. There was something very comforting about that old narration. I but,
0: know. Well, I'll give, I'll give it a chance. It's, it's you know, it's, you're used to the way things are. But, um, you know, you you got to like the TTA. Me and my family, when we ride it, we love just being able to spread out. There's always the fight for who gets to ride backwards this time. It's never me because I'll get... um, Car sick's not the appropriate word, but you know what I mean. Um, I especially like it when you... uh, You know, the line's not long, as it pretty much always is, and you time it out just right, so you not only always get your car to yourself, you get the whole train to yourself as you zip out of the out of the station and that's pretty cool as you're riding around and you're you're the only one going through the they're um, going through space mountain and and all that kind of uh, and all the other attraction uh, all the other places you visit um and if you get the front car too you get the front yeah know. and then it's it's weird too i mean if i'm sure there's a trick and i'm sure if there is you'll tell us about as they're in the station knowing which one is which i've been able to figure out by just looking at them before they um before they peel out, whether you're in the front, the middle, or the back, or, or what have you. But um, uh, but to me, when I, when I do figure out, hey, I'm in the front, that's pretty cool. too. But, I, so, Is there a trick to that? Can you tell that, that you know of, or is it you just get what you get? You just get what you get. Don't hold, ah, it, don't hold up the on, line of the people be like behind you. Little, little, a little sticker on the front or something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sure if there's nobody in line, if you catch you on one of those slow days and you ask a cast member they'll hold off letting you know you load until you get the phone. oh yeah if if you want to take some great pictures too
0: well i also start uh, with this when there's nobody in line you start walking real slow up the up the ramp so there's no one behind you and of course when you're pulling in the station you do the assuming there's nobody there and you you'd like to do it again you give the old you know spin the finger around and one more time and Away you go.
1: The Universal, I want to ride again. Universal, stay I'd on. like right. to go
0: again. Yeah, <laughs> and I, if I, it's um, you get the Universal, thumb, get out of here because we got to load up the next one. But I not a big you. problem usually on the TTA, which is nice.
1: So. Yeah, it's um, it's it's odd when you see the long line for the TTA yeah. and
0: wondering. Um, I've
1: seen it once in a while, but yeah, holidays, ridiculous. obviously, summertime, you might see it every now and then, but um, I we're not talking about the ride itself but certainly true. the yes. the the ride vehicle elegant simple um it doesn't need to be flashy with screens and 3D effects it's just a, a conveyance but it's the technology behind it with the linear induction i think that too
0: very unique technolo- yeah.
1: right and and then just yeah. so you know um there are things i put on my list one because of the experience and or two because of the technology i think this is one that certainly qualifies for both because of both the experience that you get with the ride and the technology that they used. Um, did you know that there was actually supposed to be another Wedway People Mover system used in another Walt Disney World theme park? Epcot. Where?
0: Um, World Showcase. <laughs> you know, you're
1: close, but but completely wrong. because it's actually. Future World. Be, oh, bravo. It was going to be on the second level of CommuniCorps, which is now Interventions. And if you look, you'll see how high the buildings are. And, and there was actually supposed to be a second level up there where there was going to be a Wedway people mover system.
0: No way. Way. Cool. No. Hey, I, but in the city Epcot, there's supposed to be monorails and people movers and moving sidewalks and all that. Someday. I
1: still want. Someday, my friend.
0: You know, being near Philadelphia, I wish they would do that there. But all oh, I got Philadelphia. To train but. smelly cat. All
1: right, let's move along to <laughs> what I believe is the second on my list. Uh, again, for both reasons, but again from a technology perspective, Toy Story Midway Mania's vehicles Ooh. technological marvel. Um, it, it spins. It's interactive. You've got the screens to monitor your progress. Um, there's what I what I like too is um, if you look in the queue, there's a separate entrance and access area for wheelchair people. they are specially modified vehicles, so you can get in there if you're if you have you know have wheelchair access. You can transfer into the vehicles specially designed for people, so that everybody gets a chance to ride, which I think is great. Um, the computing power behind it is just got to be incredible because it's got to monitor. You know, every guest and every pull of the string and where it's aiming and the spinning of the vehicles and moving it scene to scene. I know there's like 150 computers working simultaneously to make that happen. Um, Again, very, very impressive. Opposite of TTA, which is so simple and just this, again, very um, technologically advanced, but also great ride experience as well.
0: Well, I don't know for all that computing power, they keep missing my score up. I know I shot those things. Even though Have you actually know. hit six digits yet? All right, moving on to my next.
1: You know how many 13-year-old kids are laughing at you right now? Anyway, move on
0: to, to number not, wait, I've two gotten, or three on your uh, list. Black Kitty ranking. I don't know if that's good or not. <laughs> hey, put this way. I've always beaten whoever it was I'm sitting next to, so... <laughs> Great. I think that's saying something. And do you
1: laugh at the six year old kid as you're walking out, or do you just, you know? Well, do after I dignity? made the
0: first one cry, I stopped doing yeah. that. So,
1: Tim Foster's Guide to Making Kids Cry. <laughs> All right, next on your list.
0: Uh, let's see, which one should I pick here? Uh, this, see, this next one, it, it just made it for me on sheer charm, and I inexplicably like it. I don't think it's going to rank up on your list, but. um... I very much adore the Clam-mobiles at the Living Seas with Nemo and friends. Um, you know, there's
1: a pattern developing
0: in, in the, the vehicles that you're choosing. I'm just slow, saying. Doors move fast?
1: <laughs> no, well, what's the pattern? Slow, omnimover-type vehicles? Yeah, but you started with Doom buggies. If you put anything on your list that goes over six miles an hour, I'd be really Wait, impressed. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Nope. The, the Doom Buggies go, you know, like I think I think, it's 1.4 miles.
0: Clam- Here, you put this right. Well, the TTA probably was. I was going to say the Clamobile is probably the fastest thing on my list. The clammobiles are the fastest thing. Probably. <laughs> I'm looking at what's coming up next, and I think they might, they might win the Goodness. Speed Racer award for what's the fastest thing on my list. You, you
1: know, a stroller can't be on the list. You can't put strollers on your list.
0: Uh, it depends on who's pushing. Hey, that can be a wild ride.
1: Move on. Explain your um, your Well,
0: at at our meet, I'll, I'll roll you around with one I'll, I'll show you what you can do. Pop that. In,
1: insert easy short joke. Luffing a stroller
0: that, here. You'll see how. I'll i make somebody cry. So, um, mm-hmm. now I I um, the clammobiles to me, I, I don't know what to say about them. They're just I, they're charming to me. I like them. They, I think they fit so well with the with the with you know the whole experience of Nemo and friends and the, the under underwater world you experience um again i like i do like that ride uh system where you're you're riding sideways and uh, you know it's unlike sort of like the omni mover in that you're you're pointing in the right direction and the scenes unfold in front of you like a movie not to the extent where they're actually turning you around or anything like that but uh, but it's still neat to experience a ride that way and it's nice because uh, you know there's not a bad seat in the house so no matter where you are you're you got a front row seat no matter where you're sitting. So I always like that. Um,
1: sort of like the Omnimover? How about exactly like the Omnimover? Anyway. Well,
0: but they, <laughs> you know, they don't spin. You know, I mean, you're following a track and going straight. So. The Haunted you know Mansion I mean?
1: is probably a stretch for you. When you tilt backwards and, and fall out of the attic, that's a little spooky for you, isn't it? That's kind of the threshold of the, the limit of, of your fear factor.
0: Um, well. You can't prove that was me whimpering and crying in there because it's dark. No matter what you do. so.
1: Okay, so the. No,
0: I can handle the haunted mansion crying out loud.
1: The slow pink clammobiles are, are next on here. Slow pink
0: clammobiles where you can go Nobody's slow. Judging. And- Nobody's judging.
1: Yeah. Nobody's judging. I'm just saying. Let, let me ask you this Do you yeah. remember and did you like the old sea cabs at the Living yeah. Seas? Yes. Better or worse? I sound like I'm at the eye doctor. Better this way? Or better C-cabs? Or better clan mobiles. Left.
0: Left. Um, now, I, I think I'm one of the... I, I think people... I think this is the one attraction where people get divided on. I I like them, I like them both, but I do very much like the new attraction. Um, I miss the movie in the old one more than anything, but...
1: Come on, give me a little deluge. And it rained.
0: I like that. And, and it rained. rained. It rained. It rained. And it- See that's what I miss the most. The deluge, most. the fish part, you know. All right, that's easily amused that way. You put some cartoons in front of me, and I'm a happy camper. So.
1: The um, the polar opposite of the slow-moving, calm, pink sea uh <laughs> I know and
0: I'm going to clearly
1: one not on your list, Tim Foster. Um, I will at some point in the future get you to ride with me. Aboard the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. Oh, God. It's an elevator. It's a ride car. It moves vertically, horizontally. It's pushed up. It's pulled down. Incredible, incredible technological piece of ride vehicle, Imagineering. Uh, You know, we've talked about it before. And when we do a full segment, I mean, I can talk about the technology of of the Tower of Terror, elevators and the torque and the pull and and what it's on you've got tim we've got to get you on the tower of terror
0: i've been on the tower of terror twice as a matter of fact
1: without screaming without
0: screaming i'm allowed to scream it says so you can hear them i mean seriously i mean forgetting forgetting the
1: fear factor of of the the falls and the the random drop sequence and things like that because it goes to the ride itself but the yeah. fact that this vehicle sort of moves around and then moves into the cage, into the elevator shaft, and is pushed up and is pulled down—phenomenal. Um, yeah, absolutely phenomenal.
0: Faster than gravity.
1: Faster than gravity. See, accelerates fifteen times the speed of a normal elevator. No way. Why? See, the only person not, I would have not, a tougher time not getting, not getting on this me. ride, other than huh? you, would be my mother. <laughs>
0: I tell you, to this day, I've got a Tower of Terror Fast Pass unused in my wallet. <laughs> but that was because I rode the Rock and Roller Coaster right before there, and you know, I was wondering.
1: Just, I was wondering if you've ever ventured into the you know the dark upside down roller coaster. So we're proud of you.
0: I've two times, and I wasn't so horrified. My wife loves it.
1: I was going to ask I'll, you if she gets wet on the fixed. on the Tower yeah. of Terror.
0: <laughs> I had, you know, what it's funny. I had a dream. I had a dream.
1: Let me sit back.
0: You see, the Tower of Terror is a phenomenal attraction, as we all know. And, and, and the one regret to me, and, and others of my ilk, is that it is so, so well made. Did you just say
1: others of my ilk?
0: Yes. Um, <laughs> that others um, of like mind <laughs> and disposition... Um, can't, you know, it's a shame that it is so you know, frightening and scary and stomach churning, all that. For those who really can't handle that on an everyday basis, it's a shame because you miss the, everything else about the attraction, which we talked about before, the detail and the technology and, and everything else that happens before you even get to the elevator shaft. I had a dream once I was riding it and thank goodness for me they finally put in the chicken exit where I could experience everything up to the drop and they let me out. And then I woke up and...
1: You know, there is a chicken exit.
0: Well, I mean, like, you can ride it.
1: You can actually get into the vehicle before ch- chickening out.
0: You want to get out? Or, you know, but, but no. So, maybe someday. Because this brings me to my next one. Go with uh, me here, people. Where they, no, this isn't... They did this for me. They paid attention to me. Because my next ride vehicle is Mission Space. And again, I think the Tower of Terror and Mission Space are excellent examples of, of Disney's not only you know, creating new attractions that are filled with detail and uh, special effects and whatnot, but actually developing new, uh, totally new or advanced ride vehicles that really don't exist anywhere. Wait, you're, you're, don't seri- exist-
1: you're serious that, that it's Mission Space? Yeah, I was waiting for it to be a joke. I was waiting for the oh, yeah. okay, I'm Mission too scared Space. to ride Mission Space. I'm really talking about.
0: Spa- well, now you know, uh, you know the the story coming up where I, I only ride it now because they made the chicken version and I can you know, that kind of thing. But, um, now, Mission Space is another example where they developed a ride vehicle system that uh, was innovative and very advanced. And um and and yes, for me, I I am grateful that there is the the light version for... I did do the intense version once, but it regrettably was one of those. Don't think I can really do that again, which is a shame because I like the ride itself. But um, but just the experience of whether you're spinning or not, but the experience of getting in the capsule, strapping yourself in. I'm always the engineer, and I always seem to be the one that screws up the flight. I don't know why that is. <laughs> so if you're riding with me, make sure I don't go in first because you're doomed. I don't know why. I keep hitting all the buttons, but I must... But nothing happens? Uh, well, I don't know. Either nothing happens or we're about to fall off the cliff because of something I apparently did. So, so those... let me ask you this. According really, me, but...
1: who builds a runway at the edge of, of you know, of, of a mountain gorge?
0: Not the most was there, was there
1: nowhere else on Mars they could have put it except right there at, hanging over the edge of the cliff? Not the best I planning, that, Mars, Mars I, I ask
0: that question every time. I,
1: Mr. Johnson, really, you could have planned it, better. Gary what,
0: Wouldn't have been my first choice. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but, uh, you know, the spinning that I was standing, I still, I still enjoy the, the experience of Mission Space, a lighter version, um, with the, sim, you know, the similar action. It does still feel to me like I'm taking off and, and all that. But, but just the detail that's inside... Uh, as you sit down i think is amazing and and yeah I'm the, I'm the one that pushes all the buttons even though i know the spoiler they don't do anything but but i'm suckered in. that's closest i'm going to get to flying in space so
1: well i'm very proud of you i'm really proud of you tim that you included that hey. on your list and i agree with you 100 percent. by
0: again it doesn't, especially it doesn't the- lessen my uh your praise that that i do the, the- slower one and not the faster one? Or? No, but but okay. the fact that you actually do it at
1: all is... Uh, okay. You've, you've all redeemed right. yourself a little bit. But yeah,
0: the, the detail inside with the
1: buttons and the switches and the knobs, they didn't have to do that. They could have very much simplified the theming of it and they didn't. They go all out because they make, you know, 40-year-old guys want to hit the buttons and flip the switches and read all the dials and gauges. So, Ooh. again, bravo to Imagineering. Uh, <laughs> Seguing to Bravo to Imagineering. Uh, The next attraction on my list, I believe, is a true testament to the incredibly creative people that work at Walt Disney Imagineering, specifically a gentleman by the name of Mark Sumner. Because this man, over Thanksgiving weekend, devises the engineering... For the ride that would eventually become Soren with his erector set. That alone puts Soren on the list for me. But you talk about a unique ride system that lifts you so high in the air in front of this 80-foot sort of you know convex projection screen and the wind effects and the subtle smells and the tilting of the seats. I mean, you really get the sensation. ...that you are flying, that you are hang gliding... ...and it's just such a multi-sensory experience... ...and there's no fear factor to it... ...no matter the fact that you're you're 50 feet in the air... Or ...whatever it might be... Uh, ...really, you become... ...you're riding with 86 other people... Um, ...in each of the, of the two theaters... ...but you get the sense that it, it is so quiet... ...and so peaceful... ...and such a singular individual attraction... That there's nobody else but you there Even if you're seeing the dangling feet above you uh, It's just so so well done It Again brilliant in the simplicity When he was able to figure out How to sort of You know vertically shift and lift The three rows of, of seats To get them up there like that um, Really gives you a, a sensation of flying So Tim you may not ever go into space You may not ever actually hang glide But this is as close as you're going to get
0: you weren't on there when I was screaming as we flew over the mountains, I guess. I'm just
1: shaking my head in disbelief.
0: <laughs> I think I told you this story of how I was on it not too long ago, and someone sitting next to me was a little nervous because they'd never been on it before. But they didn't know what to expect, and I said, don't worry, it doesn't. you can't really notice when you go upside down. And they didn't think that was very funny. There he is making kids It crying. wasn't a child, but it was a grown-up, so...
1: Nothing like ruining that person's experience. They just saved for the past seven years, and you ruined it.
0: Nah, uh, I, 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 quickly said, oh, "I'm just kidding, just kidding."
1: I'm sure they thought it was hysterical. Anyway, go get to the
0: next on your list. <laughs> uh, I think I'm get, I'm at the end of my list actually. I'm not sure where you are. I have, I, well, although I have a, f- a, f- a few left. But uh, all right. So, I'm trying to think which one. Just
1: to prove have. that I only had five, I had the Doom Buggy, Toy Story Midway Mania, Twilight mm-hmm. Zone Tower of Terror, Sorin... Mm-hmm. And Whatever's number,
0: coming
1: up. and, you know, and I, six, I could, seven, I could eight, put this, I could put this as number one on my list, and maybe it's nostalgia, maybe it's overly sentimental, because yes, like Soren.
0: Wait, you're I'm skipping. me.
1: I thought you said you had none left.
0: No, I do. I oh, well, said then go ahead, and go with your.
1: If, if you steal my last one, just as I was getting to the whole sentimental thing.
0: Well, I'm trying to pick the fastest one here.
1: Pick one that should be on your list—a top ten. What is the best? The, the best of the best.
0: Well, no, I'm going fast because you'll yell you'll yell at me if I'm I. I'm not going to yell at you because so, my ride is see, very slow. I got, I got two miles an hour. <clears throat> I got three miles an hour. All right, I'm going to am going to I'm going to top out at two point one eight miles per hour for my last one. Jungle cruise. Good for you. <laughs> why because it was the fastest one I had left <laughs> no why is the Jungle Cruise why no, I, I, think, I think in terms of uh, elaborately themed attraction vehicle to go with the theme of the attraction itself I, I don't think you get much better than boarding this incredibly authentic and realistic Jungle Cruise boat to launch you into the Deepest, darkest depths of the jungle, um, especially at night. As we've always said many times, um, uh, you know, again, it just—it just goes with the theming of everything so well. Like I said, probably the most elaborately themed attraction vehicle that you'll find that doesn't go sixty miles an hour or faster. Um,
1: trivia and, time! Uh, trivia time! What are they powered
0: by? Uh, diesel fuel, squirrels, steam. <laughs> One of them? Did I get that right? Anything? Diesel fuel
1: and squirrels, you said. And, and uh
0: yeah.
1: yeah, Because it's natural gas. gas. Natural okay. gas. Clean burning natural gas, Mr. Environmentality.
0: Hey, sque- squirrels burn cleaner than... <laughs> squirrels burn cleaner. <laughs> Tim Foster wants
1: to burn squirrels to fuel
0: well, the got, jungle cruise They're out, but... You know what? We won't get into this world output.
1: (laughs) All right. Sorry. Go ahead.
0: My favorite boat is Zambezi Zelda, by the way, because my daughter likes playing Zelda. That's that's all I got. I'm sure you've got lots of interesting factoids about how the boats were made and what (laughs) movie inspired (laughs) them and all that good stuff. Don't you, Lou?
1: I do, but I'll save it for when we actually do our full Jungle Cruise. Uh, All
0: right there you go thing we actually did
1: i did 45 or 50 minutes a long long time ago on just the crew uh, on just the uh, the queue of the jungle cruise talk about incredibly well themed
0: yes so and i right. think i think hint hint we might be addressing that very issue in an upcoming issue that's a topic for a few minutes later but interesting interesting yeah. nice tease nice tease anyway nice tease <clears throat>
1: The last one on my <clears throat> regular list of, of five out of the ten, top tens, uh, again, is a, uh, it's a sentimental favorite, but it's also, I think, deserving to be on a list because of the vehicle itself, what it does, and its history, and complete opposite. This is more along Tim Foster style.
0: I know exactly where you're I am going
1: so to. happy that you did not take away what I consider to maybe be my favorite one on the list yep. and it is Peter Pan's yep. Flight.
0: I didn't put it on my list because I knew that was all you, buddy. I was I just, every
1: it. time that you opened your mouth and I was like, I said, don't say I knew it. Don't okay. say it. Uh, I mean, look, it's the classic fairy tale. It's an opening day attraction. It goes back to Disneyland and, and again, you know, Bob Gurr Remember, Bob Gurr said many, many times, he was, he is, he's retired now, but he was the Imagineer. If you talk about anything with vehicles or transportation, you're going to mention Bob Gurr's name. Because he even said, if it moves on wheels in Disneyland, chances are I probably designed it. And he had a very big hand in designing this very unique ride system. Because think about it, Tim, everything else rides on guide rails or tracks tracks below the vehicle this one's is above the vehicle and it really gives you that sense of flight that I think is unmatched by anything else now I know I just talked about you know I just praised Soren for that sense of flight but here it's different because you get a true 3d perspective albeit forced on the scenes below and your vehicle is actually in motion as opposed to the Sorn vehicle which sort of tilts and shifts and moves around. It's a different sensory experience, but here you're moving through the physical scenes and I think that's a big part of the reason why I love it so much, why no matter if you go in the middle of winter, the middle of summer, beginning of the day, end of night, you are not going to find a line for Peter Pan's flight under 20, 30, 40, 50, 180 minutes because it is so beloved and it is so something that appeals to young kids can ride it, grandma, grandpa can ride it, even Tim Foster can ride it.
0: And he rides it a lot.
1: Don't we all? Don't we mm-hmm. all? It is, uh, it is my favorite without question. So don't kick up your feet, don't grab something to drink because I do not have 5,000 things on an honorable mention list. But I want to just quickly throw out from a technology perspective because I'm going to get the emails to him that say, Lou, what's wrong with you? How could you not have mentioned such and such because of what a technologically advanced vehicle it is? So for that reason, here's just three quick ones for you. Dinosaur, the enhanced motion vehicle, originally developed for Indiana Jones out in Disneyland, also is out in... um, also, out in Tokyo Disney Sea for the Indiana Jones out there. For you, Tim, it's a little speedy, about 14 miles an hour. It's on a track, but because they have this hydraulic system on the frame of the chassis that moves the entire car body to articulate very independently, really gives an incredible experience that you don't get anywhere else because it, the way it's programmed, it gives you that sense of a faster speed and that. Lots of bad things are happening around you and you are twisting and turning and your car is about to tilt over. From a technology perspective, really deservedly on the list. Same thing holds, too, for Test Track, when it works. The computing system there, you know, the the, the fun fact that everybody knows is that it has more processing power than the space shuttle. 22 wheels, six different braking systems. I'm telling you, I know you've never been on it, Tim, but when you're out there on that straightaway and you're hitting 65 miles an hour... You're like, wait a minute. I I do like 90 on 75 and it doesn't feel this fast. Again, very advanced ride vehicle. And you might not think so, but this is right up your alley, Tim Foster. The slow moving 30,000 pound Ellen's Energy Adventure Vehicles. Oh, 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 guided, guided by a wire embedded in the floor. That's only an eighth of an inch thick. Get out. It is a moving theater. It's a moving theater, somewhat akin to something like like The Great Movie Ride, but I think Ellen's Energy Adventure, Universe of Energy, Ellen's Energy Crisis, call it what you will, uh, also, uh, technologically.
0: Best Wait. seat in the house?
1: Um, it depends if, this, if you're going in for a nap, or are you going to?
0: <laughs> going in for the, so you can get snotted dinosaurs with nobody in front of you?
1: Um... If, if they, are you giving the advice or are you asking the question?
0: Giving you advice. Please do. Because I know favorites. you like to sit back and take a nap.
1: I, I, I never nap. I never nap there in, in Walt Disney World, except on a bench, <laughs> maybe.
0: Anyway. All right. So you stand or sit in front of the leftmost door while you're watching the movie. When the door opens, make sure you don't push anybody. Make sure you're first. Go all the way down and get in the first row on the left. Then you'll be in the first car going out in the front row. There's my tip of the day. Exactly. The only problem is when you move into the, uh, the room, uh, uh, you know, mammoths are getting, or mammals are getting, or you're, gonna, you're there for a long time, so you get to hear the whole radio spiel and sit there for a while. Small price to pay, though, for getting that dinosaur nose spray all over you. But you love the radio spiel. Chris
1: Berman back 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 back. come on Uh, that's attraction gold right there so is that is that a little bit of of, uh, advice in the guide to the magic for kids book
0: um sure I don't know all right so
1: I promise I wasn't going to (laughs) mention anything but you complained for some reason you complained when I said we couldn't have anything that was an extinct attraction on the list is there an extinct attraction one or two maybe that if it was present today you would put on the list
0: No, I was just giving you grief. No, no, Horizons. Ah,
1: I see. I knew I keep you on the (laughs) show, and I'm friends with you for a reason, without a doubt. (laughs) Choose your own ending. That's why I
0: like Clamp feels because they remind me of Horizons.
1: But you can't choose your own ending.
0: Oh my goodness! Just spoiled. Horizons
1: was on the list, and so was were the twenty thousand leagues under the sea submarines. I totally bought into the fact that I was going underwater, by the way, yeah, and I'm not spoiling did. it for anybody because they're not around anymore, not except if you got to California and it's now called Finding Nemo. But so and listen, I am sure way, I'm
0: on track a lot, by the way. So, yeah, <laughs> and I want to make sure everybody heard that you drive 90 on the highway in case anyone's listening. Okay.
1: If I'm taking Long it point. slow, if I'm texting while I'm driving. I'm kidding. I don't do. not i am kidding. I am kidding. I am very, I, I drive in the right lane at 55 with my blinkers on.
0: But uh-huh.
1: seriously, I am sure, Tim, and I did this on purpose because if people say, well, you call it a top 10, but it's really a top 500. And yeah. I know I added five more, but that's okay. If you, listeners, have a ride vehicle that you think belongs on a list or is a favorite of yours or you want to make your argument for it, I invite you to please go to the now all-new WDWRadio.com. On the homepage, you'll see a list of all the latest podcasts. Click on the link for this episode. Go in. You can now comment in the show notes, and I invite you to come there and comment and put your own argument for what you think should be on the list of the top 10 ride vehicles in Walt Disney World or why you think Tim Foster's list is completely just be
0: horrible, bounds. because nobody. I'm throwing Buzz Lightyear on my list as just, a, as a
1: as an honorable mention.
0: mention? All uh, and also because uh, I like the spinning around and shooting the person behind me in the back of the head when they're not suspecting anything. And you know that there's, oh, there's, there's you know there's a
1: child out there that's saying Dumbo, come on,
0: you Dumbo. Know, Dumbo. You know I, I really did think of Dumbo, but being a, a listen
1: the lines don't lie. Take a look, man. for for a 30 second attraction that has some of the longest lines in the park
0: this is not a short shot but you know being a taller person with you know longer legs and a child that's not quite a toddler anymore it's kind of a difficult thing to squeeze in so we don't really bother but
1: I squeezed into a into a an elephant with Mm. uh, frequent guest and Disney moms panel member Mark Lorenzo who and I mean this affectionately he's like twice my height and a little bit larger than I am. And the two of us, grown men, at 11 o'clock at night, rode Dumbo together. So if we can, you and your daughter can. It was a moment. It was a moving... It was a very moving moment. I wish well, and I
0: know for you and some other people out there, I ruined um, Splash Mountain for all of you by getting you wet that one night. <laughs> I but, didn't get wet. You guys got
2: wet,
3: so... <laughs> uh,
1: anyway... Mr. Tim Foster from GuideToTheMagic.com And in all seriousness, the Guide to the Magic for Kids book And his other Guide to the Magic series of books like the Lost Journals Great companions to take with you to the parks Especially the Guide to the Magic for Kids book And also, my partner on Celebrations magazine Tim, tease it up a little bit What do we got coming in Celebrations?
0: Ooh, well, hitting the mail any minute now And arriving in mailboxes in, oh, probably a couple of weeks or so our 10th uh, issue is coming out. We have features on Walt Disney World Railroad, Maharaja Jungle Trek, uh, play areas of Walt Disney World, a subject near and dear to my heart, and some other goodies. You'll just have to wait and see. But Great article right. on, uh, on uh, Davy Crockett, especially with the recent passing of, oh, yeah. of Fest Parker. And, um, and lots of other goodies. <laughs> and we're already working on issue 11. Yeah, we're already, already starting issue 11 and 12 and 13. So. So.
1: <laughs> Excellent. And for more information, to subscribe, to get back issues, visit celebrationspress.com. Tim, my friend, I look forward to seeing you again at uh, the next Celebrations meet in Walt Disney World. And of course, on our next Top 10 with Tim Bananas Foster here on the WDW Radio
0: Show. Oh, that was a food reference. Gotcha. What was the food reference? Bananas Foster. Say <laughs> good night, night Gracie. <laughs> good night.
1: Of 2009 was bittersweet, not just for me but for countless fans and friends of Pleasure Island's most interesting venue The Adventurers Club and it was bittersweet because while we had been given notice earlier in the year that the club would be closing and for good I was able to arrange a once in a lifetime opportunity because we were able to secure renting out The Adventurers Club ...on one of its final days in existence for a private party and dinner and show for listeners and readers of WDW Radio. So on September 24th, just two days before the doors would close for good... ...friends old and new from literally around the world gathered for what was a night that really went beyond all of my expectations. It was filled with fun and food and laughter and memories that still I think make many of us who were there smile and of course there was the regular cast of characters both from the club and from the show and of course many surprises along the way so we held our event on Thursday night with only two other events taking place before the club closed forever on Saturday night the very last evening of the club was open Disney executives said their final farewell to the cast and to the venue, but on Friday night, another group had a private party very similar to ours and known as Congaloosh, not Congaloosh, the drink, it was founded by fellow Adventurers Club fan and fellow attorney, I might add, Robert Croskery. And what differentiated their event from ours was that it really was sort of a weekend-long celebration that went beyond just the party at the club. Well... Fast forward to now, and it's 2010, and the club is unfortunately still closed. But its members and its legacy are certainly not forgotten, and certainly not by the members of the Congaloosh Society. And believe it or not, they are continuing the unique style of interactive adventure and humor that was the club's member hallmark and that they have been able to preserve. So joining me to discuss what is known as Congaloosh 2010 is the founder and adventures Club enthusiast, Robert Crossgrey. Robert, welcome, and of course Congaloosh, my friend.
2: Well, have Congaloosh to you, Lou. It's great to be able to talk to you tonight about the Congaloosh 2010. Yeah, and it, you know, it's funny... Go ahead,
1: Dave. No, I was going to say, because I, I know last year I had heard a lot about what you guys were doing on Friday, and we never sort of had a chance to connect, even though obviously we were doing... Uh, events that were very similar so it's nice to finally to be able to uh to talk to you
2: well it's great to talk to you lou and i I think we did have similar events and we ours also exceeded all expectations right which is one of the reasons why we're doing conclusion 2010 it was just a great outpouring of desire to repeat this to, to the extent possible even though the club itself is closed
1: and that's what i'm saying you know when i heard that you were doing another event this year You know, we we thought last year certainly was going to be the the end of the club, and it looks like, unfortunately, it is. But you decided to have another event this year to celebrate the club's legacy. And people, of course, are saying, well, wait a minute. How are you doing this if the club is closed? So you told us a little bit about why you decided to do it. Obviously, the event went very well. I'm sure not just for the people who were in attendance, but we all saw how the cast members enjoyed performing for us who were the true fans of the Adventurers Club tell us what you're looking to do this year and and how it's going to be a little bit different and how it really is a weekend long series of events because and I'll tell you as I saw the itinerary Friday night is kind of a is good enough for me so let's kind of start with with Friday and we can work our way through the weekend.
2: Okay, well, that's fantastic. After a meet by Jim Corkus in the afternoon, we'll talk about it later, we have the Cairo Adventure. And essentially what this is, it's at the Indiana Jones, which has a fairly strong connection to the Adventurers Club theme for those that have been there before. But at the Cairo Adventure, there will be a brand new show that is premiered by the permanent members of the Adventurers Club, the same cast of characters, the same zany and funny actors that all of us know and love, that will be performing a show for the first time. And they're putting a lot of effort into writing it, researching it, rehearsing it, and it will be spectacular, I have no doubt.
1: So, and I, I the only to, reason
2: we're... Go, go ahead. I
1: was going to say, I'm to stop there for a second, because first of all, you just blew past Jim Corkus's name, and we'll, we'll get to him, because that's worth the price of admission right there. But this dinner, and it, it's not just a show, but it's a private dinner, after Disney's Hollywood Studios has closed, you're renting out the entire Indiana Jones adventure, and now I've heard of, of other events there that are amazing, and I'm not going to spoil it for everybody, but like you said, this is a completely new show, never before seen, never before done by Disney?
2: Absolutely correct. And what what really pushed us over the edge to doing this, we explored whether or not the characters would die with the Adventures Club, because that was a real possibility, that we might never see the same uh, zany characters that all have this great chemistry they built up over uh, 20 years together again. But... Disney, God bless them, decided that they would, in fact, uh, bring back all these characters. And they still appear occasionally, uh, one or two at a time, for, for special events. But this will be the first time that I know of when all the eight uh, permanent members of the Adventures Club are scheduled to appear at the same time on the same stage together with a new show.
1: That I mean, that's re- Forget about the fact that you're having dinner at Indiana Jones, but knowing that these, not just the cast members, but that they're coming back, as the characters for from the Adventures Club is it, it, really really exciting, and the dinner is not just a quick in and out thing, you actually have the venue from eight p.m. until midnight. Correct?
2: That that is correct. And not only that, we have a, a fabulous cabaret singer, uh, Andy Canny will be will be giving us some great song and uh, song routines at least. And she was a permanent member of the Adventures Club uh, for many years, so she'll have some I'm sure some inside. Things to uh, to sing to us about, and we, we're looking forward to that as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. Again, without spoiling it too much, definitely going to be uh, a very interactive type of experience.
2: And that's why we love the Adventures Club and the, and the characters, because it's interactive theater. Disney is wonderful, but it's it's at its very best when it takes its real talented people, like in the Comedy Warehouse or the Adventures Club, and lets them have interplay with the audience it's a combination of extemporaneous improv and also dealing with uh, with themes variations on a theme
1: and so you you sort of in passing mentioned Jim somebody i mean cuz the the dinner is the the second event of the day Tell us about this Jim Corcus character and what he's going to be doing earlier in the day. And, of course, I say well, well, that with ultimate sarcasm.
2: I think you know Jim Corkus uh, very, very well. Jim is a fabulous Disney historian. In fact, that was his job for many years. And he, he not only does he know about the Adventures Club, he knows just about everything. About Disney, Uh, he he knows the people, he knows how things happen. Uh, He can pick up the phone and and find out any any question he wants almost instantly if he doesn't have it in his uh, encyclopedia uh, uh, like memory. The other thing about Jim is he was a professional magician at one time, or at least a a member of the Society of American Magicians. And I can do some great magic tricks. I I don't know if he'll do any at, at his meet, but he's going to do a meet for us at the great movie ride. And that will be early in the afternoon, around 2 o'clock, to give people a chance to, to, to show up early on Friday. And as that meet kicks off, he will describe for us the entire history of the great movie ride. Then we have a very special surprise in store uh, when we do the ride. That's about all I can say about it.
1: I love the tease, because I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> so I think that's really cool. I, but again, I mean, literally, for those who have heard Jim Corcus on the show or have ever had the chance to meet him or hear him, speak or do a presentation that alone really is worth the price of admission to to be able to spend time with him taking you through an attraction like that uh it's just spectacular i mean so friday's certainly shaping up to be an incredible start to really a full full sort of calendar you have over the weekend tell us a little bit about what saturday is going to entail
2: well, Saturday is an exciting day. First of all, we have some character named the Lou something, uh, Lou Lou Mangiello, That's it. Who will be uh, who will be leading us off in a meet at the uh, at the Jungle Cruise, and we'll we'll get together somewhere around 9:30 uh, in the morning on Saturday. Give people a chance to sleep in the little bit if they want, but then they have to get all the way to to the Magic Kingdom, and somewhere around 10:30. We will take Jungle Cruise rides and they'll, they'll be with just adventurers in the convention. They will be very, very, uh, there should be some surprises involved in those rides as well. And that's about all I can say.
1: Yeah, and what I'm looking to do is sort of, and look, I can't live up to the Jim Corcus standard, but I will do my best. I will endeavor to do my best Jim Corcus impression as I take people through uh, some of the history and some of the details and some of the fun facts throughout the Jungle Cruise, including its connection to the Adventurers Club.
2: Absolutely. Don't forget that special connection to the Adventurers Club.
1: And, uh, and following our, our, what I'm sure is going to be a very interesting ride aboard the Jungle Cruise, what does the rest of the day look like?
2: Well, the rest of the day, uh, we'll give people a chance to get together at downtown Disney a little bit later on and have a, have a sandwich at the Earl's Sandwiches or somewhere in one of those restaurants. But then from 2 to 5 p.m., there are two things that are going on. One of them is a trade show, and there'll be great tables that have all sorts of interesting Disney memorabilia, artifacts, and so forth at our convention hotel. By the way, all the details of this are on the website, which is www.congaloosh.org. Just think conga, like a conga line, C-O-N-G-A-A, and then loosh, L-O-O-S-H. And remember, it's www.congaloosh.org. But as I was saying, 2 to 5 p.m. is a trade show. But also, we're going to be having about an hour of what's called Adventure Yoki, which is just some adventurous songs that are, that are done karaoke-style for anybody who wants to have some fun and, and sing some songs over in the main banquet hall.
1: Let me be clear about that, Robert. I, I'm not singing. Just let me get that,
2: that out there. That's right. all right. You, me you, that you're welcome to sing. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, with karaoke, the, the worse it is, the better it is in many ways. <laughs> Uh, so you don't have to be a professional, but anyone that wants to do it is welcome to. It'll just be songs that are favorites from the Adventures Club. And then we'll start getting ready for the Grand Adventures Club, a party. Now, here is where, uh, where, where tribes start to come in. And you'll find more about this on the website. But, for example, Lou, you'll, you'll have a tribe I understand. Uh, I, I can't remember the name right now. It's the Explorers, isn't it? We
1: are, we are the WDW Radio Explorers.
2: All right, well, the way this works is when somebody wants to go to the convention, they'll, they'll log on to the site, convolution.org, and they will indicate what tribe they're a member of, and they'll have a drop-down menu that lets them pick, uh, pick your tribe, for example, if someone wants to be part of uh, your explorer tribe. And then the uh, there will also be some internal things that go by tribe. For example, so some seating. Uh, some, uh, you you could do some skits from your tribe if you'd like. Uh, going to be a, a prize for the best banner. And we're also going to be showing some videos. We're giving everybody from, from tribes a chance if they want to put together a three-minute uh, funny video to help entertain the crowd.
1: And then there's also um, the banquet that later on that
2: night. There is a banquet. It'll be at the convention hotel at the Royal Plaza Hotel. And by the way, we have the best rate. That's, it's guaranteed that we'll have the best rate there at the Royal Plaza Hotel. And They're, they're waving the resort fee. And it's, it's roughly $99.99, I think, right now.
1: And that, and that's where the trade show is also going to take place as well, right?
2: Exactly. That's where the trade show will be. That's where the adventure Yoki will be. And that is where the banquet will be. Now, the food is, it'll, it'll be okay food. But two <laughs> superb things are going to happen that night. One, Jim Cork is, is coming back with a special expanded presentation that he assures me has even more delightful details in it than the, the one he gave last year. Keep in mind, you can ask Jim Corcus about anything, literally anything, and you he, uh, he probably will know something about it. And second, we will have a cast panel. Now, what this is, is we invite the members of the Adventures Club, permanent uh, cast that have, have played in the show before, and we ask them questions. The audience furnishes uh, questions. It might be a question like well, what's, the, uh, what's the scariest moment you had while performing there? Or What's the funniest moment? Or Share with us uh, the most touching moment and then these, these entertainers, all of whom are marvelous off-the-cuff uh, speakers, tell their stories if they want to, and I can tell you this, that every cast member that participated in it last year was hilarious and was was touching, and they all want to come back. What I have heard from each one I've talked to is, assuming my schedule permits, I want to be there, and I've also heard from several other cast members that were not able to make it last year that would like to participate. And so we're expecting to have uh, people that have have participated as actors and actresses at the Adventures Club and also some that have participated in administration there possibly to come and speak to us about their experiences.
1: And I will tell you, and I I haven't told you this before, I ran into one of the premier, you know, first-line cast member characters from the Adventures Club a couple of months ago, she came up to me and said, and she asked me if I was coming to Congaloosh this year because I hadn't, had a, I hadn't actually spoken to you as yet. I will tell you, they are very, very excited about the opportunity to come back, talk with and field questions and certainly do the show on Friday. So this is something they are, they are very much looking forward to as well.
2: Well, I can tell you secretly, when we did... Congaloosh 2009. I never thought there was going to be a 2010, but when we did 2009, that last show for the public, semi-public show, was so much in demand that about a dozen uh, of past Adventures Club actors, actresses, and people with connections to the club came and watched in the in the back of the show.
1: Yeah, I'm. They, um... they made a
2: special trip to see it.
1: I'm very much looking forward to, um, to both nights and again, you know to, to, to get to see Jim Corcus again. And I've spoken to Jim. Jim's been on the show, he's talked about the Adventures Club. He's written about the, an, an amazing article telling some of the stories behind the stories of the Adventures Club for Celebrations Magazine. He has assured me, <clears throat> excuse me, that he's going to tell stories and reveal details that you've never ever heard before. And I take Jim at his word.
2: I think you, you couldn't you couldn't have a better person to do a, a, a talk about the Adventures Club than Jim Corcus. he's done his homework he's a big fan out of the club and he knows how to tell a tale
1: and the guy's fascinating because he does it all like without notes he just sort of rattles off names and details and, and historical facts and you would think that the guy is reading off cue cards but he's uh, he's fabulous I, I, I love the man just and not just as a friend but just because of his font of Disney knowledge so uh, but wait, there's more, because there's also, of course, Sunday, and, uh, and smart man well, that you Sunday, are. <laughs>
2: okay. so scheduled this during
1: Food and Wine Festival.
2: <laughs> exactly. We, we scheduled Kagaloosh during Food and Wine Festival. This year, we pushed the, it back two weekends. Instead of doing it on the exact anniversary, which was the end of September, we thought that some of the people that were coming to the convention might like a chance to attend the Food and Wine Festival. So we we made a little bit of an overlap, and that also happened to be the weekend that we were able to get the uh, Cairo Adventure. So it starts October 8th, 9th, and 10th, and, and Lou, we're really looking forward to having you there as a co because I think you will just be a spectacular addition to what was a great convention last year.
1: Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, being a guest. Uh, I'm looking forward to the Jungle Cruise, because I can and have can talk about that for hours. And um, even on Sunday, you know, it's not just food and wine. We've been talking about maybe having some kind of a breakfast meet, maybe some other meats in the park. Um, had an idea for maybe doing a, a second meet on Sunday. Maybe something in World Showcase, possibly maybe on a pavilion that never was. Maybe some place that an adventurer might travel to. So we'll reveal more, more details about Sunday as we start to get closer.
2: We're looking forward to that, Lou. Uh, we really are. It's going to be a spectacular convention. You'll be a great part of it. And the website is, is important, of course, www.congaloosh.org. Uh, you use your, your Visa card, your PayPal to, to make a registration. It is, it's 2 is two fifty for the convention. And to get the Cairo Adventure, uh, the banquet at the hotel on Saturday night, and all the great fellowship, it, it's, it's a great bargain.
1: And' there's, and of course, there's always a few surprises, maybe a couple of goodies here and there. So you know, you, you might hear 250 and say, "Wow, that sounds like a lot, but when you think about what you're getting for Friday and Saturday, look, you're getting a double dose of Jim Corcus, and you know that alone right there, even without dinner, uh, is, is, like I said, worth the price of admission.
2: Well, there are a lot more goodies than that that are involved, and I won't give all of them away, but last year, for example, there was a, a House of long box that was filled with all sorts of interesting trinkets and history, things behind. A lot of thought went into it. A lot of members of my committee worked very hard and came up with some great ideas, and people were laughing and, and having a great time as they opened the the kit and went through all the articles in it. So I, I assume there will be something similar this year. We'll have to wait and see.
1: I'm sure. I like I like the idea of surprises, so... All right, quick recap of the, the dates and everything else again. It is from October 8th through the 10th, 2010. That's a Friday to a Sunday. The events on Friday take place over at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Saturday, there's Magic Kingdom, and then uh, over at the Royal Plaza. Sunday is going to be over in Epcot for Food and Wine Festival. The cost per person is $250. If you do want to attend and, and join me and join the rest of our fellow adventurers, um, we did create, um, I have created a WDW Radio Explorers Tribe. And when you go and register, our code is 939. You'll see it in the drop-down box. If you've if you've uh, if you've called uh Walt Disney World before to make dining reservations, you'll know that 939 on your phone is WDW. So that was the uh the logic behind that number. Um Good take, Luke. Good Absolutely. Day. So for more information, if you have any questions, you can either email me or you can go right to the website. It's Congaloosh, and I'll put this in the show notes this week, Congaloosh.org. Um, and again, I encourage people to register early because obviously um, some of the venues do have, you know, it's not going to be. Uh, too large, much like the Adventures Club last year, trying to limit it to...
2: We, we sold out last year, Lou, and we, we do have a limited seating, although that we, we've, we've got a larger venue, but there still is some limited seating in it, so do, do get your reservation in early.
1: Absolutely, and you can also find pictures from last year's events. so you can find out a little bit more, um, and, and again, it, it's really shaping up to be a really fun, interesting, spectacular event if you're an adventures Club fan, if you're a Jim Corkus fan, or even if you just want a special dinner in a unique venue for a show that has never before been put on by Disney with the Adventures Club characters, uh, Congalooch 2010. Really, really looking forward. So, uh, Robert Crosstree, I, I want to thank you for coming on, talking to me a little bit more about the event, sharing it with us. I am looking forward, and I am I'm honored to be a uh, a-, a registered guest and a participant in Congalooch 2010.
2: Well, it's, our, it's a great pleasure to have you on board, Lou, and we're looking forward to what you do for us, and it's going to be another great convention. Glad you're going to be part of
1: it. You know, I was tempted to sing the Adventures Club theme, but I, I just can't do it. That's all the time we have for this week's show. Thanks so much for tuning in again this and every week. If you're listening on Sunday, I hope that you're having or you had a very happy Easter, or at the very least, hope you're having a great day or night. Big thanks go out to Tim Foster from Guide to the magic.com and my partner on Celebrations Magazine, the print publication celebrating the magic of Walt Disney World. For more information, to subscribe, order back issues, or find out how you. Can contribute to the magazine, come by and visit us over at celebrationspress.com. Thanks also to Robert Croskery and Congaloosh, to him for joining me on the show this week. For more information about Congaloosh 2010, you can visit the show notes at wdwradio.com. Don't forget that while you're there, explore the all-new website, and remember, you can now comment on this or any of the past shows on the blog, anything else, Right from the website, no need to register, no need to go over to the forums, you can do it right there. Also, you're going to find the latest blog posts, newest videos, including my quest for the best, over at Disney's Hollywood Studios, where I seek out the best snack in the park. You'll also find the latest photos from our galleries, and our hot topics from the forums, where you can still come by, register, talk about the show, or anything Disney-related, and even start your own discussions with more than 33,000 other Disney fans. Don't forget, also come by the Facebook page over at facebook.com slash radio and follow me on Twitter as well. Links to all these right on the homepage of WDWRadio.com. Just a quick reminder, if you did send me a personal friend request on Facebook, I am not ignoring you, nor am I ignoring any requests ...to become a fan of maybe your personal or your business's fan page. I have unfortunately reached my Facebook-imposed 5,000-friend limit. I am trying to find a way around that. In the meantime, I ask that you please come by, join the discussion... ...and become a fan over at the Facebook fan page for the show... ...facebook.com slash WDW Radio. Now, I've been teasing about some things yet to come... ...and while I'm still getting ready to reveal and... ...I'm not going to give too much away... I did announce, for those that joined me on WDW Radio Live this past Friday night, I did another video broadcast and live chat, something special coming up next month. On a previous uh, live show, I did say, I guess in a, in a sleep-deprived state during one of the marathon-length shows that probably went for more than seven hours into the wee hours of the morning, that I could have gone longer, and, uh, and someday I would even do a 24-hour show. Well, I'm a man of my word. And as they say in Festival of the Lion King, it is time. So on, or technically I guess starting on, Saturday, May 22nd at 10 a.m., I will do a 24-hour long video broadcast and chat ending at 10 a.m. Sunday, May 23rd. You guys can come by. Watch, chat, be a whole part of the event by going to WDWRadioLive.com. But the best part is that I'm going to be doing this right from Walt Disney World. And not just from my room, I'm going to be in the parks, uh, certainly eating along the way. Who else knows where I'm going to go, what I'm going to do. Since I'm going to be there, since it is Star Wars Weekend, you might as well come by and join us for the meat of the month that Saturday in Disney's Hollywood Studios. We can enjoy Star Wars Weekends, explore the parks, we'll be broadcasting the whole time, maybe hit an attraction. At this point, who knows? I'm still working on details, and I will reveal the schedule as we get closer to the event. So, if you are planning on being in Walt Disney World at that time, or now you have the excuse that you needed so you can come down Please come by, be a part of the fun, and efforts to help keep me awake. Uh, Home base is going to be over at the Beach Club Resort, and I want to say huge, huge thanks to Becky Mankin from Mouse Fan Travel, who has generously donated the room for the duration of the broadcast and when the paramedics come in to revive me sometime in the middle of the night. Uh, She's also arranged for you to come down. She has discounted rooms for the weekend in all categories of hotels, I'm going to put a link in this week's show notes to the discount rates available just for you, the listeners. And when I said that she generously donated, um, I certainly meant that, but it has a double meaning because when I said on the show that I would do this 24-hour live show, I knew this would be a great opportunity to raise money as part of the Dream Team Project to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America in light of our new relationship directly with Make-A-Wish that I announced a couple of weeks ago, we can really make a huge, huge difference in the lives of hopefully more than one child with a life-threatening illness and their family. We're already coming up with some great ideas to help raise funds during the show as well as some other surprises along the way. For more details, you can go to the Meet of the Month page on the site or just type in your browser, meetofthemonth.com. It'll take you right there. Again, stay tuned for more information, more details about the schedule as we start getting closer. But speaking of meets of the Month, next week is April's Meat of the Month. It's going to be Saturday, April 10th at the Dawa Bar in Africa in Disney's Animal Kingdom. It's going to start at 1 p.m. Tim Foster, my partner on Celebrations and my guest on this week's Top 10 with Tim List, is going to be there as well. Come by, hang out, say hi. Great opportunity to get together, say hello, meet other listeners. We'll have some giveaways as well. If you're thinking about coming, you don't have to register, but we'd love to know. Please come by. Let us know that you're coming on the Facebook event page or in the forums. Links to all these are right on the Meet of the Month page at www.radio.com. Upcoming events later on this year, of course, we talked about Congaloosh from April 8th to the 12th that's going to be a great time hope that you can come down for that don't forget about the Pacific Northwest Mouse Meet. that's August 14th 2010 in Linwood Washington that you can get more information there over at pnwmousemeat.com a lot of people from the community are going to be there they just announced Disney legend Bob Gurr is also going to be there and I know there's a lot more surprises coming had a great time last year Come by pnwmousemeet.com for more information. We are looking to put something together for Destination D in California at Disneyland from September 24th to 25th. Stay tuned for details for that. And of course, don't forget about the WDW Radio Cruise on the Disney Dream, February 27th, 2010. Sorry, 2011. I wish it was 2010. Uh, still working on getting ready to announce special events and gatherings and things we're going to do on and off the ship, be sure and come by, check out the all-new Cruise Poster. More information to get a free, no-obligation quote, go to www.radiocruise.com. Don't forget that I still want the show to be interactive, so of course you can email me anytime at lou at WDWRadio.com with any questions you want answered on the show, or if you want to be heard on the air, call the toll-free voicemail line 888-703-2171 and don't forget I also want you to come on the show and play Listener Factor Fiction email me with Listener Factor Fiction in the subject line send me your name and your phone number because I'm going to randomly choose an email that I receive call that person at some unspecified time so you can play Listener Factor Fiction I'm going to ask you 10 questions True or false trivia questions about Walt Disney World for a chance to win a lot of different prizes, depending on how many you get right. Played for the first time a few weeks ago. Had a great time getting ready to make another phone call soon, so be sure you email me, lou at ww.radio.com, Put listener fact or fiction in the subject line. Include your name and the best number to reach you at. While you're on the site, don't forget to sign up for our free newsletter. Launched a few weeks ago. Always has information, articles, links, also exclusive special offers and discounts only to newsletter subscribers. It's free. It's via email. Again, you'll find the sign-up page right on the homepage of www.radio.com. While you're there, don't forget you can still get signed copies of my Walt Disney World Trivia Books, Volume 1 and 2, and the audio guides to Walt Disney World, Main Street, Adventureland, and Fantasyland, working on Liberty Square now. If you buy all three, either available on CD or download. is a three-pack special with a big discount as well. Big thanks, as always. Go out to my partners and sponsors, Mouse Fan Travel. Becky and her team is my official recommended travel provider for all your vacation planning needs. And All-Star Vacation Homes, if you're looking for a vacation home within five miles of Walt Disney World, you can go and visit allstarvacationhomes.com. And uh, I'm sure I'm missing something, but most importantly... I want to thank you guys for taking the time and tuning in this week. And as always, if you like the show, all I ask is that you please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Tweet out if you're on Twitter that you're listening to the show. Share a link to it on Facebook. And please, go by, review the show in iTunes. And of course, my friends, and you are my friends whether we've met or not, I want to say thank you again. And remember, and I mean it to always Keep moving forward. Have a great, great week, everybody. Thanks again. See ya.
4: Again, I just wanted to say that uh, it was a nice surprise to hear my voicemail and then even Becky attempting to tackle my email question. Um, I just wanted to give you an update if I could. We did end up using MouseFan Travel and we worked with Susie mostly through email. She was fantastic. She was able to do the research and check all the different scenarios we gave her, and we came up with the best option for us, and we did end up staying, my family, my mom, and my niece at the, um, the Fort Wilderness Cabins. The Murphy Beds were comfortable, it was definitely quieter than the other matter, with one exception. In the morning we didn't realize how close we were to the Richard Petty driving experience, so we could hear the race cars, which is the only thing that kind of took away from the illusion that we were out in the campground. Um, One other thing, if anybody else is interested in going out there, you can't get food, from what we could tell, between 2 and 4, because uh, the buffeteria is not open. And uh, we ended up going over to the Magic Kingdom early. We had hard-ticketed tickets for the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, and they ended up letting us in a little earlier than we anticipated, so we didn't have to use any of our park hoppers that day, which was nice. And also mouse-keeping, that was fantastic, excuse me, keeping the place clean and putting little towel animals everywhere. It was a lot of fun. So I would highly recommend the Fort Campground if you if you like that sort of thing. And we did end up switching resorts on our trip to Pop Century. And they not only transferred our luggage, but they did give us uh, a ride over to Pop Century. And uh, we thought it was really fun. It was quiet. It was smaller than the, like the All-Stars and we liked being able to wander around on our own and look at the unfinished early years. Our favorite rides are like the Hunter Mansion and the Tower of Terror, so we had a lot of fun just imagining if they were to be finished the early years as a creepy sort of hotel, how cool it would be to stay there. I just wanted to say thanks again for that, and uh, Susie deserves a raise if you're listening, Becky, and thanks again, Lou. Bye.
3: Hey, Lou, it's Josh. Um, I just wanted to call and say that... Uh, well i know that it's been a long time since i've called a couple weeks at least but in summer that's when i'm going to be making all my calls and everything so um, i hope everything's going well with everybody um uh, and i just i read this in time magazine and i had no idea it happened on march 18th but fest parker which was um davy crockett and uh well for all of you that were alive during that period um you should all remember the coonskin caps and everything so he was David crockett it was fess parker he passed away at the age of 85 on 18 on march 18th and uh so i just thought i'd let everybody know that that doesn't know that already and um remember everybody i said a couple weeks ago it's march and not march may 14th the 16th it's motor city comic con it's going to be held at rock financial show place in novi it's motorcitycomiccon.com and uh they're going to have a couple disney guests to your career from uh Lilone Stitch, she's Nanny, and Charles Fleischer from uh Who frame Roger Rabbit and a bunch of other cool guests. So uh guys go ahead and check that out for anybody that's going to be in the area and uh well uh I guess that's about it for right now. Lou, I love the Quest for the Best and I look forward to seeing more of those and love listening to the shows. So uh I guess I'll talk to everybody uh later. And uh remember, if we can dream it, we can do it. See you guys.
5: Hey Lou Ron from Birmingham, Alabama. I was just going through some of the older shows. I uh, came upon uh, show 34 that you did on September 30th of 2007, where you interviewed uh, Ron Schneider, the uh, the live actor who played Dreamfinder and Figment uh, in the park. I thought that was really an awesome interview that you did. Um, I'm 27 currently. I remember very vividly uh Conversing with him as a young child And uh, that was something that Sticks in my memory to this day And uh, it was pretty cool to hear The uh, the actual uh, Actor who was doing that The cast member who was doing that uh, Speaking with you Very cool interview uh, Just wanted to, uh, give that to Give that information to anybody else Who is out there who has not listened to that Maybe people who just uh, started listening recently uh, Show number 34 Definitely worth it Thanks a lot Lou Great
6: show. Hey, Lou. Uh, Tim in Suwannee, Georgia. Just, I just got through listening to the DSI uh, investigation on Toontown, and really appreciate you doing that. I'm uh, hoping to get to see it one last time. I'm going to be in the world uh, week after Easter. So I'm um, hoping to get some pictures, and uh, anything with Jim Corcus is always great. You guys were awesome. And uh, one side note to the listeners in Atlanta, I found out um, Waking Sleeping Beauty is being shown at uh, SCAD uh, Art College downtown Atlanta. I don't remember the date right in front of me, but check it out. And sometime in April. So keep moving forward, man. We appreciate you. Bye.
4: Hi, Lou. This is Lisa from Chicago, and we're down here in Disney World. And I'm a first-time caller, just got um, an iPod and found your podcast and love it. And we're celebrating my daughter's fourth birthday. Say hi, Grace. Hi, Grace. (laughs) And so we just wanted to tell you we're having a great time in Disney World and love your show, love all the information. It was very helpful. And um, I can't believe you haven't talked about backyard barbecue on one of your radio shows. Um, That's a great meal. I knew you would like it. So... Um. Keep moving forward. Thanks. Bye. Hi, Lou. This is Mary Jo Collins from Lenore City, Tennessee. I was just calling to submit my name for the Double Date with Jim Porkus contest. Um, you can just tell him that I'm a really, really nice southern girl, and I hope I win. Anyway, Lou, I hope you have a great and happy Easter, you and your family both. Bye.